They say you only get one chance to make a first impression. What is the impression you are making when you go to work each day? Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting. I'm Harlan Landis, and I'm here with Miranda Markwit. How are you doing, Miranda? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. So yeah, let's talk about going to work. I mean, neither of us work in a real job right now. So for all anybody out there knows, like we're sitting here in our pajamas. <laughs> no, you know, I, I find that even though I'm working from home, I tend to be more focused when I at least dress, you know, enough to be visible. (laughs) That's a good point. I mean, in 2012, there was a study at Northwestern and it indicated that people wearing a white lab coat, when it was described as a doctor's coat, performed tasks with more attention. That's really interesting. I mean, is that even if they're not doing anything doctor or lab like? Yeah, like they're just asked to do like regular tasks that they perform them more carefully and with better focused attention because they were wearing this doctor coat. But if they were, if it was, if they were given this white lab coat, it was described as like a painter's smock, you know, like for Mm -hmm. painting, you know, like a, you know, like you're going to go paint the walls or whatever. Mm -hmm. They did not perform the same way. So part of it was the actual clothing and wearing the clothing. And then the other part of it was the perception of what the clothing was. That's really interesting. Yeah, so weird, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I know for myself, I do better when I at least get, get dressed and, and have an idea of. Uh, it, it puts me in the mood, I guess. I guess that's how you would describe that. Yeah, there's something about getting ready in the morning and being prepared. Right, and now in the workplace, though, ne- neither you nor I actually generally go to a workplace, although sometimes I'll go to a shared workspace and encounter people. Dressing for that is uh, important, too. But going into a workplace, the big question that we get, along with clothing, you know, wearing the proper attire, is uh, tattoos as well. I mean, what is allowed in today's type of workplace? Yeah, and that's kind of what's interesting today. I mean, because some of what's appropriate depends on the workplace itself. I remember when I recently, so I I have a salaried position now with Student Loan Hero, and we did a work retreat, and they had a list of things that they expected us to wear, which was very interesting to me, because, yeah, and and it wasn't so much, it was just for, for different activities we were doing. So, like, if we had a team building activity, we had a scavenger hunt, so they were like, you know, wear comfortable, like, athletic type clothes that you can go, like, running around town in you know, and could dress casually for, you know, this flex time that we're having. But then there were certain like dinners or activities we're doing. They're like, oh, you need to dress business casual for this. And just to sort of get us in the mood for whatever activity we were doing or whatever item was on the list. And I thought that was very interesting that ahead of the retreat, they were like, here, here's some things. Here's some things we'll be doing. Here's the dress code for the things we'll be doing. Make sure you pack something appropriate. Yeah, so that's more of a practical need. Uh, They're letting you know in advance you're going to be moving around, so you have to wear something that's going to allow that. You know, it's not like you're going into an office and 
just seeing coworkers or clients or customers where you have to portray some kind of uh, some kind of look. That's more about practicality. Right, for sure. And I think when you're talking about what you're going to wear when you're going into the workplace, then that's, you know, you do need to go into the workplace, I think, and get an idea of, well, what are other people wearing? Uh, what's appropriate to wear at the workplace? And and then the other thing is what's appropriate for the job you're doing? Because I think you talked to, you mentioned retail briefly, and that's actually where you're going to probably have the most issue with dress code, with tattoo policies, with piercings, with the hair that you wear, all of that stuff. Yeah, I think a lot of that depends on what the image of the company is and what your role is in portraying or reflecting that image. So it's going to be different depending on the setting. If you're working at a high-end clothing retail store, for example, you're going to want to probably wear the clothes that are offered by that retail clothing store. You know, at the other end of the spectrum, if you're working at Hot Topic or some other mall store, you know, it it all depends on who the customer is. If the customers tend to be people who dress down and have tattoos and have piercings, then of course, you are representing that image back to them as well. So it's going to be allowed for you to or even expected for you to look like the customer. And of course, there are ways to get around this. I mean, you can still work at a high-end retail store that attracts you know, people who generally don't have tattoos. You, you might be asked to cover up a tattoo. The, the question for you when you're looking for a job is how are you willing to accept the idea that you have to portray an image that might be different than your own image? Right. And I think one of the things to remember, too, you're talking about this high-end whatever, is the type of tattoo or the type of piercing you have. So today's societal standards are a little bit different in some ways where, so I have double piercings in my ears and, you know, like 15, 20 years ago, that was kind of edgy. And now it's not. (laughs) And now I go, now I go to the hospital and everybody are, you know, my parents think it's extreme. My mother's like, oh my gosh, that's so extreme because they're very conservative people. But like I go to the when I went and had surgery on my wrist, I mean, both of the nurses that were uh, assisting, they had double piercings in their ears. One of them had a triple piercing in one ear. And the last time I went into Nordstrom, uh, the person that helped me, this, you know, it's a, you know, it's a fairly high end, whatever store, it's a step up above what I'm usually shop at. But the last time I went into Nordstrom, the person helping me had an ear cuff and plus double piercings. And even like a small tattoo of a butterfly on the inside of her wrist, uh, which I kind of noticed. So I think it depends, too, on what it is and where you're at in terms of like what society accepts at this point. Yeah, and it could be different from community to community. And it's just something that you have to be a little cognizant of as you go about your, your business And even if something attire-wise or tattoo or piercing is generally accepted, you could find out that you have a supervisor who doesn't approve of it, either vocally or internally, and just doesn't let you know. And you just never know these things, so that you have to consider that as a risk that you're taking as well. Yeah, and it's interesting to note that even with all of these kind of changing societal norms, there are still some problems with tattoos, I guess, specifically. Is that correct? Well, there have been surveys. I think uh, Salary.com has put out a survey recently, and they went out into the into various workplaces. And of course, these are generally white-collar workplaces. And they asked hiring managers 
what your impression of tattoos are. And there's a wide range, but in general, what they found was that even though tattoos are more accepted, especially in workplaces where you're not facing the public, I mean, you know, you don't have to worry about what a customer is going to or a client is going to think of you if, if you have this image that's different than theirs. But even in those situations, tattoos in general, regardless of whether it's a butterfly tattoo on the wrist or, you know, a whole sleeve, they just in general, reflect poorly. Uh, The managers have a poorer impression of the employee in general. So, you know, that's something to pay attention to as well. It seems like in today's world, it is still a stigma. Uh, Tattoos are still a stigma if you want to get ahead. Now, of course, you can recognize that and be okay with the fact that you're going to have a stigma against you and go go ahead with the tattoo anyway. That's certainly your choice, but it's just good to be aware of what you're going up against if you choose to do that. And then, you know, I, a lot of people like to, you know, say that this isn't fair and, you know, why should someone with a tattoo not earn as much money as someone without a tattoo, for example? It may not be fair, but today this is still, it still seems to be how this is. So you either accept the consequences and go ahead and do what you want to do and portray the image that you want to portray, or you don't, or you, you know, the the question is to conform or not to conform. And of course, none of us wants to conform to an idea that we think is old fashioned, but it's something that you just have to keep in mind and, and balance with every other way you express yourself in your life. Right. Well, and, you know, the other thing, too, is you could have your secret tattoo in a place where people can't see. Let's not forget about that. You know, there's that that compromise where you could feel kind of you could feel kind of like a rebel and put your little tattoo like on your back or in a place where you could like cover it with your your pants sleeve or your sock, your pant. Yeah, your pant leg or your sock. And that way you still have your tattoo. But, you know, people may not know it's there. And maybe you feel a little naughty, too. Only certain people get to see your tattoo. Yeah, and I guess the question is, you know, tattoo like clothing, What what is the point of clothing other than to cover ourselves um, and stay warm? We express ourselves through our clothing and through any ink or piercings or whatever. And if we are forced to cover that up uh, at some point, then we feel that whatever we're doing is being, you know, our, our personality is being stifled. So, you know, that's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a question of why, why do we get tattoos, right? It's, is, is it because, is it for ourself? Um, is it to satisfy something that we need internally? Or is it because we want to project something? And if we're in a situation where we have to close off what we're projecting, then it's the same as, you know, being stifled creatively. Right. And, and I think that goes back to your point earlier of, you know, maybe if you want to have that sort of attitude or project that sort of image, maybe it's about looking for jobs that allow you uh, to do that. Uh, one of the things that I saw uh, was, was a New York Post article about a marketing firm, and they actually encouraged their people to wear like athletic leisure wear. So, you know, like leggings and, you know, kind of that kind of stuff, but it's, it, you know, the more trendier things and then, you know, accessorize like leggings with a blouse or leggings with a bomber jacket or a cute cap or a chunky bracelet or, or just something, you know, something to like make it look trendy and hip, I guess. <laughs> oh no, I used the word hip, but, uh, but something to make it look a little more 
trendy and put together while still being like comfortable and forward and fashion forward. And so I thought that was kind of interesting because obviously this marketing firm is trying to project a certain image. Hey, we're in connection with millennials and we can help you connect with this demographic because look at us, we're in touch. Yeah, and we see CEOs in Silicon Valley wearing hoodies, you know, as their formal attire. So th- this is a culture that's that's changing, and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And you know, you're going to find companies that are more accepting of a certain look of their employees and there are companies that are still perhaps you look in new york uh, in wall street you see everybody still wearing you know the same type of clothing that they would have worn in the 50s you know suits all the time suits every day jacket and tie uh for the men and uh you know i don't even know what for the women i you know it's you know i focused on male attire and you've probably focused on female attire so you probably have more to say about that but but yeah i mean i think there's so much variety out there. And of course, you can choose a job based on where you feel that you can wear or reflect your artistic, um, you know, body work, however you want, you can find a job that fits in with that. But sometimes the best jobs are going to involve making compromises. Yeah, and I like that point that you made about uh, female attire, because one of the things that's very interesting and that they've done studies on is that women are taken more seriously if they're dressed in ways that are considered more masculine. So a lot of the time, if you look at women, um, but but at the same time, they're supposed to balance that femininity because nobody likes a woman that's too masculine because then if she's perceived as too masculine, then she's too aggressive. It's like this horrible balancing act, which is why Mm. you see women so many times dressed with like suit jackets and suit skirts or or suit pants, but then they have like a little uh, blouse underneath that has color or they add like... um, some sort of colorful accessory because we expect women to wear color. I don't. I like to. You've seen my wardrobe. It's very monochromatic, but <laughs> mostly black. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> hey. Sometimes there's gray or like dark blue or something. But yeah. So so there is that kind of uh, thing too. And so women have that extra thing that they've got to take care of. And oh, is this too sexy? Or is this is this going to be a problem? Uh, from another standpoint, is it too sexy? Is it too frumpy? I mean, we have that line we have to walk, right? Nobody wants a frumpy woman doing this thing. They need to be trendy and upscale looking, but at the same time, they can't look slutty. It's super great being mm. a woman. I tell you what. Yeah, I don't envy uh, women at all for that. Uh, you know, it, it's a lot easier um, being uh, a man and uh, able to get away with a variety of uh attire styles, um, regardless of the situation. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting, too, because on the one hand, um, women have these fine lines to walk, but at the same time, we do have a little more freedom. Like I can wear a, like I could wear a skirt or I could wear slacks. You know, I could wear one or the other. Maybe I don't have to wear a jacket all the time. Maybe if I just wear a nice sweater with slacks, that's acceptable, but a man might still have to wear a suit and tie. Does that make sense? So, so in some ways, women do have a few more options because, you know, we can wear the different color shirts or we can add a scarf or we can accessory, accessorize with jewelry. For men, it's like, depending on where you're at, and especially if you're working at a very conservative type firm, like for men, it's like you have no option. Um, it reminds me of this, um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but they were talking about, you know, that, that guy that wears the crazy ties with a suit in this desperate attempt to convince everybody that he's still a free thinker. 
because of everything else. That's the only thing he could do is wear it was wear a crazy tie. Everything right. else is like <laughs> it's the only you know. option available for self expression. Yeah. So I think it really depends on where you're at and, and what you know. Once again, that workplace environment is. Yeah, and I think overall, uh, many industries are are shifting, and as they want to, whether it's whether they want to attract more millennials or they just want to be more forward thinking. They are, you know, accepting that societal norms as a whole, not in every community, are changing. Yeah. And I think another thing to talk about might be hair. We always forget about hair. <laughs> what do you do with okay. your hair matters, too, because... I comb it or brush it. Good shampoo. job, Harlan. That's, that's, that's what I do. Solid. Is there something else? What should I be well, thinking about? Well, I mean, you know, we were talking about self-expression and there are people who do things like color their hair. I color my hair, but my hair generally looks somewhat natural. I don't color it like blue or pink. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with coloring it blue or pink, by the way. I'm just not something I do. But that's something to think about because I was I was looking through some things and looking at like the code up at a university that's near where I live and it's a religious university and people mm-hmm. who work there are required like very specific grooming standards are not allowed to dye their hair unnatural color like unnatural colors they're you know the men have to be shaved like their beards they can't have beards mm-hmm. and so um so they have to be clean shaven and so that got me thinking about like hair and you know, what's what's acceptable in your hair, right? If you're going to a certain office, you may not be able to put that cool pink s- strip in your hair like you would like. You know, you, you you could do that if you work at Hot Topic, but you can't do that if you maybe work in an office or if you're working at Chick-fil-A. I have friends with oddly colored hair, which is absolutely fine. And I, I like that avenue of self-expression. Um, and, you know, they... They tend to be more of the artistic people, maybe still in college and studying art or something else, artistic. And I find that I haven't seen a lot of that among people who are more corporate minded and uh, trying to fit into that life path, I guess. Yeah. And then the haircut. I was actually at a networking lunch recently. Uh, for our local chamber of commerce and the guy sitting next to me, he works for uh, grease monkey an oil change place here in town. And mm-hmm. yeah. And he had a Mohawk and he was just talking about how they're actually going to change their local logo and put a little Mohawk on their monkey and like the little grease monkey logo and uh, to kind of reflect that. And then, have a little uh, run a social media campaign where like you're supposed to like if you happen to show up at that specific specific location and the mohawk monkey is there then you get like a you know like half off your service or whatever <laughs> so so I thought that was interesting that they're they took this like distinctive hairstyle and this is probably the only guy you know in town running like sporting a true mohawk and they took like this interesting hairstyle they had and instead of telling him he couldn't have this hairstyle they're like turning it into their social media campaign that's uh it's a very clever way to take someone's self-expression and 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 integrate it into uh integrate into the business and you can get away with that that's great oh yeah for sure so one of the things we talked about was the difference between men and women now we also there are people who don't identify as men or as as a man or a woman so you know how how do you it's, is there anything that they can do to make sure that they 
are, you know, they might not want to fit in, perhaps, but they also don't want to be stigmatized. So how do we go from there? I mean, what, what could they do? Yeah, and I think that's the biggest challenge right there. Uh, when, when you have a gender identity that isn't in line, or lack of gender identity that isn't that's in line with what we as a society have, you know, accepted for so long. And that's difficult because we really do expect it's very interesting to me that we really do expect like like the most basic classification we have is as like, do you look like a woman or do you look like a man? And that we freak mm. out if somebody doesn't fit that. And I think that's something we definitely need to move toward changing. But yeah, part of the issue is is trying to figure out how to navigate that. And honestly, as somebody who is not, um, you know, who has a kind of conforming gender identity and as somebody, uh, even though I don't fit all the gender stereotypes, I still have a conforming gender identity. I still feel uh, a certain way. I actually have no idea what that would be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing one thing that we might direct people to that might give some sort of understanding to that is one of our contributors at adulting.tv, John Schneider. He recently interviewed a transgender friend of mine, Andy, on their Queer Money podcast to talk about some of the issues associated with being transgender. And I think that might be a good resource to point people to. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely, um, that's, we definitely will direct uh, listeners to that. And uh, as well, if you have any thoughts on this, uh, as a listener, please let us know. Uh, you can uh, leave some comments for us and tell us what you do uh, in order to, uh, or whatever approach you take, whether it's regarding clothing or tattoos or piercings or anything else that might be relevant to the discussion. Let us know at adulting.tv uh, or on Facebook in our community there and, and uh, give us some insight into your approach. What are some things, though, if you're trying to figure out how to dress appropriately for your workplace, what are some things that you can do now? Uh, Well, we've talked about this um, in prior podcasts. One of the important things is understanding the culture. Say you have a new job uh, in a new workplace. Doesn't matter if it's retail, corporate, or, you know, the the occasional uh, freelance job where you go in once in a while to the office. Just get an idea of what the culture is. Uh, Ask around, try to get some idea of what is accepted and what has been working for people. And of course, there's this whole idea of, oh no, if I have to conform, I'm going to lose my identity. Well, that's, that isn't really the case. I mean, you want, you want to be comfortable in your job. So you have to be comfortable in whatever type of appearance expectations are there for you. So you have to be able to be comfortable with that. And whether that means that you don't accept a job that doesn't fit what you feel that it is innately necessary for you to project, or you have to adjust and realize that, well, you know, in this situation, I'm going to be this way, but I am still free to be who I am in that situation, just express myself differently. And when I'm outside of that situation, I can express myself however I want. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to remember that your job doesn't always have to be your total identity. 
you could do things differently once you leave the workplace in some cases. Uh, Another thing you can do is go through your closet and identify the clothing that is appropriate for your workplace. So set aside that clothing in one area of your closet so it's easy to access. And I've actually arranged my closet this. I don't have a lot of clothes. I really don't. Uh, I can I could count them all fairly easily. I, I have I recently bought some more clothing, like three more pieces of clothing. So I think I might be up to like fifty articles of clothing, and that includes my shoes and and everything. But um, but I do. I I separate my closet out by types of clothes. So like I have like more professional clothing in one area of my closet, more casual clothing, so that it's easy for me to, you know, depending on my situation, if I know I'm going to go make a presentation, if I know I'm appearing on TV, I can go right to the section of my closet and get what I need. And then if I go, you know, if I'm heading to like the coffee shop to work, I can get something a little more casual from a different section of my closet. So it's much, it helps like helps you kind of get in that mindset where you can see different types of clothing for different situations. Yeah, you know, I do the same thing. I probably have more clothing items than you do, Miranda. But my closet is full, and I keep it organized by by function, I guess you could say. So my business casual stuff is in one area. I have a couple of suits. Only one fits me, so I really only have one suit um, so that's that's there too. And then, of course, everything else I wear, which is pretty much what I wear every day because I don't go into a workplace. I want to look nice when I go out, but generally, you know, I'm a shirts and t-shirt, t-shirts and jeans kind of guy. So that's what I tend to wear. Polos occasionally, and if I'm going out, something nice. And it's all organized in the closet so I can access what I need uh, without having to dig through a lot of stuff. Although I end up digging through anyway because I do have too many clothes. (laughs) Uh, So one other thing we can do is to understand what your clothing does to you in terms of your emotions and your actions. And uh, like we said at the beginning of the show... Wearing certain types of clothing will affect how you perform, whether it's on the job or your mood for the day. So I think that's really important, you know, to make sure you dress for what you need um, emotionally and psychologically so that you are achieving as much as you can for whatever purpose. Yeah, definitely. I, I think pay attention to how your clothes make you feel. Do you feel confident? Do you feel tired? Do you feel comfortable? And then pay attention to how you work as you wear these clothing. So we do have a listener question. It says, I'm attending my first networking event in a couple of weeks. The dress code is business casual. What does that even mean? How should I dress for this event? I love, like business casual is one of my favorite terms because it's like business casual. Like <laughs> what is, it sounds, it sounds like, an, like oxymoron. an oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you think, Harlan? What, what do you consider business casual? Well, I guess I can speak for myself as a man and talk to a little bit of that. I, for me, business casual is so general that it, it could mean a lot of different things for a man. What what I feel is, you know, it, it, it depends on the season as well, too. So business casual for, you know, for something that I would wear is probably a button-down shirt. No tie. No tie, maybe a jacket, maybe not a jacket. I don't wear a jacket, but I know other people do. It's still a casual look. And slacks. You know, I'd stay away from the suit. Uh, I'd stay away from 
jeans and a t-shirt that's that's just casual that's like super casual or you could go instead of with a button-down shirt you can go with a nicer polo i think that would work too for a business casual situation you can go with slacks or khakis and the shoes should be you know i wouldn't go with the uh the shiny black shoes but maybe some brown shoes or even, you know, I, I tend to wear chucks as business casual sometimes. And that might be a personal choice. I don't know if a lot of people would go that way, but it seems to work for me. Yeah, I like that. And if you're a lady, a lot of the time when I'm doing business casual, I wear slacks and then some sort of, well, because I wear black and gray, some sort of black or gray blouse, not a t-shirt or anything, but just sort of, um, or, or, you know, just, or like a turtleneck or if it's cold, like a sweater or something, or you could get, you know, they do have those nice kind of tops. They're not really t-shirts, but they're not really blouses. They're kind of in between. You could get one of those nice tops and like accessorize it with a scarf. And that really kind of just makes that look that says, hey, I'm doing this and it's not horrible. <laughs> it's not like super businessy and it's not super formal, but it's also not casual. All right, fantastic. Well, let us know uh, how you dress for work or how you dress at home if you work from home and let us know how that works for you. And also let us know if you have any tattoos, if you've ever had an experience where you feel that you were rejected from a job or you're not getting as many opportunities because you have a tattoo or if a tattoo is helping you fit in with a culture somewhere uh, at some workplace. Let us know exactly what your experiences are. We'd love to hear them and share them with everybody else. You can join us on the adulting.tv community, um, hashtag adulting on Facebook. Find our Facebook page and of course adulting.tv slash ask if you have any questions. We would really love to hear from you. Yes, and make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can go to adulting.tv forward slash iTunes to go ahead and subscribe and leave us an honest review. We'd love to hear from you. And until next week, act like grownups. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Thank you.